is not a time where we're gonna feel sorry for ourselves. We'll find our way through this. This is gonna make it all the much more sweeter when we get to where we wanna go. Martinez back on the track, near the wall. She's done! It's a grand John Kepler lines that in the air to left center, Hicks on the run, dives, and he made the catch! He made the play! Oh my goodness, what a catch from Aaron Hicks to end it! In that sense, both looking forward to making a deep run into postseason and ultimately bringing home the title back to New York. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Yankee Center podcast, and we are here to finally talk about baseball. It's back, baby. We're in spring training, and we're a day away from the first game, which is absolutely insane. Man, I'm excited. Guys, how you doing? I'm well. Uh, I'm just doing my thing, waiting for tomorrow's game. It is. It 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 was supposed to be today. But then they rearranged the schedule and made it tomorrow, which is kind of sad, but whatever. Uh, I can wait an extra day. Uh, but other than that, I'm well. I'm just ready to get the season started because, you know, I'm bored. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you guys, and I've been thinking, you know, I hated summer camp. It was just weird. And uh, <laughs> this this is the real preseason, okay? It's always spring training, so can't wait for a nice game tomorrow. Uh, seven innings, which is a little different, but you know what? Again, one inning, one batter. I'll take whatever we can get at this point. Yankees baseball is back, and I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. man, it, it's so exciting. And, you know, it's been – since last episode, a lot has happened. There's been a lot to discuss, but I just want to knock out the topic we don't want to talk about right off the bat because I think it's something we kind of have to discuss, and that is Domingo Herman, because there has been a lot of drama there. A lot. Yeah, yeah. And you know, obviously we all know the story, except the differences now since then, more information from the lights – with the domestic violence, and that information is that we all knew that he slapped his girlfriend at a gala, but apparently what ended up happening is they, and she went to a Yankee player's house, right, to kind of get away from him in the end, and he kind of just tried to keep fighting this. He was drunk, he was angry, and it was just a whole mess, and obviously Mm -hmm. action was needed, which is why he got suspended, and the question now is, does he have a place on this team? Because his teammates, while being supportive as teammates, I don't think they really believe in him as a person anymore. So um, it's a really moral question there. Um, it, 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 I don't know how this is going to play out, honestly. It's a very unique situation. Yep. Um, I guess I'll start. Um, yeah, uh, obviously we know what we did. What he did was awful. But um, with guys like Chapman, you know, obviously – you're not going to be like completely forgiven. That's not something you just say, okay, you did it. We forget about it. Like that's going to be remembered, but I feel like you can do your best to really like try and get these guys to forgive you. But I mean, Herman didn't reach out and I understand why guys like Britain would be upset with this. And then it's just a whole off the field distraction 
that was created. It's not good. Um, apparently, Herman addressed the team, but I still don't think we've seen the end of this, to be honest. I, I don't think there's going to be any, you know, public airing anymore. I'm sure that's mm-hmm. probably over. But, I mean, you got to imagine there's got to be some sort of tension in that clubhouse, you know. Oh, it's it's been made clear already. The tension is high, and I'm honestly expecting him. Well, I'm not gonna say I expect him to be traded because I know how Cashman is. He's only gonna trade him if a deal makes sense, still, and that's the reality of it. And I, I, they're not gonna trade him for nothing because that's just the way Cashman operates. So my guess is, I don't think he's gonna start the year with the major league team. Honestly, at this point, I could be wrong. I, originally, I said he was gonna be the number five starter. But with all the drama, I would not be shocked just to see him start in AAA and let things kind of, quote-unquote, cool off, even though realistically it's not truly going to ever cool off. It'll never cool off from, like, an outside perspective. More of a media perspective that they need cooling off. Yeah, Yeah, but, like, in terms of, uh, you know, the clubhouse, I think once they're in the season, they're going to be so focused on, you know, their jobs that that Domingo won't really be a distraction unless he does things like on social media that, you know, create a distraction. And he's done that a few times over the past year or so. And so that is, uh, that's, that's like, like, what are you doing? You just got suspended the whole year and you are on social media you know, and remember he had that little like uh, Jeep accident as well, and down in uh, I believe it was in the Dominican. Remember he had like a little car accident as well. And it's just like, and his social his social media activity has been so stupid. Uh, you know, he he acts like a teenage girl on social media, and it's like, dude, you're 28 years old. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're gonna be 29. Uh, you know, if this, if this guy was like 21, like the, the age that like Clint was when he was, you know, making a mess on social media, you could kind of say, you could say, you could kind of like be like, oh, he's just young. He's just being, being that on social media. But Domingo Herman's 28 with a domestic violence suspension. Okay. So... Shut up. <laughs> Shut up and really think about what you're doing and what you did. You know, there's a reason why you're on social media and not playing baseball right now. It's because you fucked it up. It's because you did something pretty terrible. That's on you, man. And, uh, you know, initially I was with you. I agreed that he should be. I, I, I agreed that I thought he would be the fifth starter but at this point i'm actually more comfortable sending domingo to triple a and having davy start the season as the fifth starter and just not having you know that on on the team right now just Mm -hmm. just you know until he is until we absolutely need yeah uh, in in case of in like an emergency that's like the only way I I want Domingo brought up within like the first month of the season. Absolutely, and you know that's kind of where I'm at with this. Um, I we don't need Herman in the rotation at all. We built up all this depth for a reason. 
we don't need to go to him right now. And Davey Garcia already is, should be ahead in the pecking order, objectively speaking. The only reason why I ever thought he wouldn't start in the rotation is just for service time reasons. But and, and honest, limit. you want to limit. Well, that too. That too. But I think they're going to go with the six-man rotation anyway, in part. So I wouldn't be shocked if even if he's in the rotation, I think he's still going to get limited outings in the end. But regardless, I just don't see any reason why he should not be the fifth starter at this point because he's earned it. And as long as he looks good in spring training, which I think he will let him have it because that kid has a confidence, has confidence like no other, honestly, you can't teach that kind of level of competitiveness. He's just, that guy's a gamer on the mound, man. I'm looking forward to seeing more of him in 2021. He reminds me of me in little league. Honestly, you know, Tom, I don't want to hear about you in little league anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't need it. I don't want it. Won the championship. Uh, were you like the five starter? No, I actually started both playoff games. I don't believe you. Uh, I can actually verify that. But well, we'll do that later. <laughs> but but yes. So yeah, um, we don't need to talk too much about Herman though. We can get to the more fun topics of spring training, like Judge fixes teeth. No, that's news. Wow, you went from that was shocking. You went you went from domestic violence to judge fix this teeth. That is <laughs> yeah. incredible, you know, switch. But okay. That's the point. That's yep. the point, baby. Look at Judge, man. He like the, the gap is gone. He's looking good. And I think we gotta be honest. This is one of the most attractive men in baseball, you know. I'm gotta be honest there. <laughs> I uh no. I could comment on that, but oh I, come I, on, I we think... gotta be honest on this one. He's a good-looking dude. The only thing holding him back ever was the gap, but that's gone now. His teeth are gorgeous. I agree. He looks great. I agree too. Good will that help him? Will that help him stay healthy? Oh, I'm telling you right now. Everyone has said this. If he struggles and he gets hurt, everyone's gonna say he should have spent more time doing yoga and tripping practicing than getting his teeth fixed. Yeah, <laughs> that's the uh, that's the Giancarlo Stanton shouldn't be lifting supermodels. Should have been doing yoga instead of lifting supermodels. Yeah. Well, he's he's been doing yoga, so can't say that yeah. now. Mm. Yeah, both of them do yoga. Yes, both of them with the new model put in by um, Cressy for the off-season workouts, which is great because last off-season, he didn't really have a true chance to implement it, and Cashman even said that during the season, and now he it's going to be a full off-season that we had of all these guys going under a new training protocol, so I'm inter- yeah. interested to see um, how that translates into the season. Are we going to see healthier guys? I'm really hoping so because that has been the one of the many things that has held this team back from winning a World Series, and if they're healthy, I really don't I think the sky is a limit for them. I don't see much getting in the way, honestly. Also, also, this is a big year for Judge to stay healthy. Because if he does stay healthy and plays extension out, talks, you get yep. we get to talk about that extension that he wants. So, and you know, I would love it. Again, I always say, make me have those talks with you because I want to extend them so bad, but I just realistically can't justify it yet. Yes, I yep. want. Just, just stay healthy. Stay healthy, please. Please. I mean, same thing's gonna. We're gonna have that same talk with Glaber eventually too. I mean, I'm sure he. I'm sure he was looking at that Tatis deal and drooling, thinking if he can just improve his defense up to average or a little bit better, and he gets the offensive numbers back to what they were in 2019, he's gonna get one hell of a deal, man. He's not gonna get a deal that big, 
but he's going to get a sizable deal that will definitely come in the near future, man. Cause I think Yankees would want to lock him up pretty quick if they can. Yeah. I'm feeling the Glaber defensive improvement this year. You know, I'm just feeling it. Like me too. I feel like me he's, too. he's really going to work hard. You know, he seems like he's upset about not only and at the plate too. He even said he's upset with the results last year. I'm not. First of all, I'm not worried even in the slightest bit about him at the plate. I think he's going to yeah. be totally fine. Um, but I, I just I don't think he's ever going to be. You know, as we said, not a Gold Glove, but, but I think he can get to you know above average maybe. You know. I'll I'm say gonna, this. He looks quicker. Year. He looks quicker mm-hmm. right now, according to people that have been watching him. He lost a little bit of weight. And, you know, I, I don't think, like everyone said, he came into camp out of shape last year for summer camp, not the first spring training. But I don't think that was due to laziness, though. I think it was just a mix-up. And the, just the whole routine was so weird. And he didn't know what, if he was even going to play that season, honestly, with the way things were looking at one point with the negotiations. But the reality is... Mm-hmm. It's a fresh year now. He's been working all offseason. And this kid has a good work ethic. And I just don't see him struggling like he did in 2020 at all. On both sides of the ball. I'd be shocked. So I'm hoping for a big season from Glaber. Because a big season from Glaber would really make the infield defense look pretty solid. Hashtag in shape Glaber. And even first base. I mean, I don't look at Voight and think, oh, he's freaking horrible. You know, the bat makes up for whatever glove deficiency. I mean, even has. so, he's, he's improved. Like, there's no denying it. From when we first mm-hmm. got him, he is improved at first base. Like, he's not that far away from being an average first baseman. And he looks – I've heard he's, he looks even better this spring. So, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he takes another step forward. Because this is a guy that just keeps working to improve, man. I mean, the Yankees got a lot of guys on this team that I look at them and I just say, their ceiling is so high. And, like, it's just so fun to dream about what all these guys could do and what this team could do if just half of them can reach their full potential in 2021, man. It's really nuts. I like baseball. I like baseball, too. That's why I'm here talking to you. Yeah. I agree. And really, the big question that I think we're all want to know, have an answer to right now is what is the deal – with the roster because there's a lot there's more competitions this year than any of the previous years honestly in in general because we have a competition for the bench for sure which is going to be competition for the fifth starter and we Mm -hmm. have quite a couple bullpen spots that could honestly go to quite a few people i'm not even sure who's going to be outside of the top five off the top of my head so um it's going to be pretty interesting and of course, we got to keep in mind, too, there's at least a chance that they go to a three-man bench. Please don't. And that would definitely really cause some issues on the roster because right now they have Higgy, who's definitely going to be on the roster. They have Gardner, guaranteed for the roster. And they'd only have one more spot left. And that's with Jay Bruce, Derek Dietrich, Mike Talkman. I mean, it's a long list of guys. I, I don't know what they're going to do, honestly. Don't forget Tyler Wade. And Tyler Wade, he has to make the roster. He, he, he has to make the roster. Mm-hmm. Tyler Wade is a legend. He is a legend. Yeah. Never yeah. said a legend was a good thing, though. <laughs> we lost Greg Allen, too. I'm upset about that. Oh, that's, that's, hard that's a big hurts. loss. That's a yeah. huge loss. <laughs> 
Honestly, you know, it's going to be the bench is it's really interesting because I feel like last year going into 2020 and maybe into the spring training, you know, I had we all had high hopes for Talkman, you know, and then. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happens. The fastball was apparently like just something he's never seen before. It was a very odd showing from him last he season. He said and he needed to tighten up his bat pass. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, he definitely needed to fix something because that was just was not good and he also had know, a shoulder injury oh God. yeah I didn't, even, I didn't even hear I, that to be honest i'm gonna be honest i went into the off season saying that i don't want gardner back because i think talkman is going to bounce back and i still think he is honestly we, whether that's here or somewhere else right. i think talkman is gonna be a good player i'm not sure how good but i don't see him as a lower than 700 OPS guy like we saw that can't hit fastballs. That I don't think that's Mike Talkman. So I think that after a year of working things out in a regular spring training, I expect to see a very different player. And honestly, I would love to see him make the team. I just don't think it works, unfortunately. I agree. I if, he had options, yeah, if, he, if he had options, I would say don't even think about trading him because once Guardy's gone – you're going to need a backup outfielder anyway, so just keep right. him until then. But you just can't. He has no options. So I think the Yankees are kind of screwed with him right now. They don't really have yeah. much of a choice unless they um, – the one interesting thing we did here today, um, Chalkman has actually been saying he is open to working at first base. I have no idea how mm. – he said he used to play there in college. I have no idea how that would look. But um, if he could actually play first base at a semi-average level – I mean, right. it would at least change the conversation quite a bit. I would say that because the that's the one Cody thing he lacked. I mean, that would that would be pretty awesome. I'm not gonna lie because if he could play first base and, and the bat looks good, I'm all in on him mm-hmm. making the roster. Gonna be honest, I'm all right. in on that. And then we have first base Jay Bruce. and outfield yeah. bat. right? Because Jay Bruce is the same thing. He's a guy that plays outfield and he happens to be able to play some first base, which is what's giving him a leg up over someone like Talkman. But if Talkman plays first yeah. base, then I, I think Talkman easily has the leg up because of his um, higher ceiling. Elite defense can play center field as well. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of value that guys like Bruce just can't provide. And Dietrich is the one guy that I like because he can play almost anywhere, but. With that said, he's only here for one year. Talkman could be here for the next three or four. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I would do anything in my power to keep talking around. Uh, I think, you know, obviously, uh, obviously, there, an injury will happen, in my opinion. I think there's going to be an injury because there's always a fucking injury. I mean, that's just the reality of one way or another. People are going to freak out when there's an injury, but injuries always happen in spring training for every team. We already had Clark Schmidt, and that's normal. Injuries do happen, so let's not have a panic attack if a couple injuries happen, especially if it's not major players. Like, let's let's relax. I'm going to go crazy. I'm not going to lie. I'm not. I'm not going to go crazy unless it's like a season-ending type of injury or some crazy shit like that. But we'll see. I say the only injury that would really get me upset is like another like strain, you know, from like Judge or Stanton. It, that would just like I'd be upset at that point. Yeah, I, I, know, want, like, that I, I want one healthy season. Like if Voight got like, hurt, I wouldn't be that right. mad because he's a guy that I look right. at and I'm like, this guy's very strong. He's usually very healthy and he doesn't let injuries get to him very much. I mean, look yep. at the last two years, he's played through some pretty shitty injuries, dude. Like that yeah. is one tough, tough guy. I mean, 
I respect the hell out of him. Footstuff, yeah, Footstuff is gone. Footstuff gone. And I think one of the another big storyline that um people might be forgetting about is Aaron Hicks, a year removed from Tommy John. I mean, he says he's he's yeah. He says it's night and day with the way his elbow feels. Like he's throwing full strength again. He he feels his powers back, and he's saying he thinks he's going to hit 30 homers this year. And I would love to see it. I really would. But the one thing people do forget with him, health is still a question because he has quite a history of injuries. But who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe he puts it together. But I'm going to remain cautious with him. But yeah. I'm optimistic knowing that the elbows back because we had that with Didi a couple years back too and you can tell he was off the whole year I mean he had no power and same thing happened to Hicks in 2020 I agree yeah and Hicks even last year which was I think a down season for him his plate discipline was just it's as good as incredible yeah it's as good as it gets 79 on base percentage and I mean you can't really complain about that He, he it was not a good year but I mean it's hard to – it's just such an odd year because you can't complain about a 380 on base percentage, but same he time he wasn't hitting. as you know. well. Aaron so. Hicks, he played, he played 54 games. Oh, yeah, he didn't get hurt in 2020, yeah. but, of course, it's a yeah. short sample, but his it's still issue, nice. His issue was the power. He had a 379 on base, like you just said, 793 yeah. OPS with a 121 OPS plus. That's, yeah. that's very good. Uh, it just – just that the power got a little sapped. If he got closer to like ten home runs in those fifty-four games, I think uh, we would have all been jumping for joy. Because in well, fifty yeah. in fifty-nine games in twenty nineteen, he hit twelve home runs. The so, power doesn't really concern me with him, honestly. I yeah, I do yeah. fully believe it was just Tommy John. I, yeah, I just agree. because the fact that we saw it with Didi, literally the exact same thing makes me feel better about the Hicks situation because we've seen it to a T. It, mm. it literally couldn't be more similar. So I am just looking forward to seeing him healthy. And I think that, um, you know, really with, with him, the only thing I want, would like to see is some better outfield defense because his defense has been kind of getting worse over the years. And um, yeah. I don't I don't need a special defender, but I would like to see him get a little bit better because he has all the tools. I mean, the guy ain't slow. He's still got a strong arm, despite having a Tommy John last year, of course. But I, I'm sure his arm is back to full strength now. So I, and maybe he has to improve his routes. I'm not really sure. I'd have to look more into that. But um, I think that um, there is room for improvement with Aaron Hicks. But the plate discipline, though, it really couldn't get much better at yeah, all. Yeah, he's not, he's not a great defender. Uh, but, you know, if he can just be around average defensively, the bat obviously makes up for it. Uh, so... Uh, be better, but be also, better. yeah, be better. Don't, 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 don't stink. Uh, don't, don't, don't stink in the outfield. Uh, and, and that would be nice. Uh, yep. nice. Yeah. All right. Baseball. Yes. Okay. Baseball. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, there are many, again, many storylines that, that have been going on since last time we talked. And I guess another one we can touch on is Luis Severino. I mean, he, um, is going to be throwing on a mound the week after next week, right? Correct. Uh-huh. Yep. So that's not really too far off. And um, I honestly think that he could throw earlier. I think they're taking their time with him just because of what they're doing, well, what the Mets are doing with Noah Syndergaard. And he had surgery, I think, after 
Severino and he's already ahead of him. So I think that they're just being very cautious with him, which is fine. You know, everyone's different. And I understand that the last thing you need is to rush Severino back and have him re-injure himself. I mean, that would be a total nightmare, but um, I think that Severino is going to be an X factor here because if he is even like 70, 75% of what he was in the past, you're getting a number two starter basically. Like, yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone will question that, right? Correct, correct. Uh, there's a lot of upside in this rotation between you know Cole Kluber, Tyon Sevy. So, and even the guy like Davey could really make a jump. Oh, you know, I believe in Davey a lot, man. I, I, I mean, even Monty, dude. Like, I'm all in on yeah. Monty this year. Like, he's my guy this year. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, calling. He's gonna go off. There's a lot of upside throughout this rotation. So, like, hopefully, like, if we can get like three or four of these guys to 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 hit oh good lord i mean it's like jordan montgomery is so i just love him so much because I, he's 28 years old he's not even that old he's six six and he has a, the best formula for success i can think of he doesn't walk anybody and he doesn't give up any hard contact i mean yeah, in, that's a good that's combo a, that's a pretty good combo. I mean, he had a 5.11 ERA, but, I mean, it was a short sample, and his ERA got inflated by some shitty luck. I mean, you look at his expected ERA, it was a 3.86. That, that's a big gap. That's a really big gap. So The defense betrayed him. The defense betrayed him, and that's because he's a ground ball pitcher, and obviously Glaber was not exactly at his best last year, so I'm shocked <laughs> if that's part of what hurt him. So what? I think that... I, th- I think that Monty is genuinely going to be no a number way. three starter. No, you did so. not. Huh? You did not just say. I did. He was not at his best defensively. Are you kidding I, me? I went there. You are, of course. And I'm saying this for the oh, analytic yeah. haters. Um, Gio is a gold glove third baseman. Suck it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm off with the defensive analytics there i'm sorry he's just to me i i have There's to go no with some eye test you know like he's a great defender like I, if I just, someone could watch geo for a full year and tell me that he is not a gold glove level defender i would say you're nuts i would, yeah. I would genuinely have to call you nuts it's again i said i think we've talked about this multiple times there's a perfect mix between you know, the advanced metrics and watching the games, you know, because I can look at my phone and tell you that Geo is an average third base defender. But I mean, if you watch the games, you see something totally different. Like he makes yeah. great plays, you know, it's just I, I disagree with that entirely. That he's not he was our defensive defender. hero in the playoffs. Yeah. He made so many great plays at third base in the, in the postseason that saved us multiple times. Mm-hmm. Like, He's not just a good defender. He's a clutch defender, man. Like, yep. he doesn't get nervous in the big spots. He keeps his composure, and he makes the plays he needs to make. So, I am all in on Geo still. He is my guy, and I am pumped to see what he does this year, man. Um, I'm really excited about this whole team. I mean, I don't look at yeah. any spots and, and go, ugh. At least not not me, at least. I mean, yeah. the, rota- the rotation excites me. The bullpen excites me with the additions of O'Day and Justin Wilson. And the lineup, as always, still excites the hell out of me. And I'm sure mm-hmm. this is going to excite Tom, but full season of Clint. 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 Oh, Clint. Oh, I'm on the train the, now, too. You want to get a good Clint fact? You're going to like this one. Yes. Let's hear it. 
All right. This one excites me a lot, actually, because it gives me more reason to believe in what we saw in 2020. I knew he walked a lot, but his walk percentage is 93rd percentile in all baseball. 93rd. That's really good, dude. Like, I, I didn't believe that when I saw it. And. Of course, we all know about the improving defense. I mean, his outs above average yep. is 82nd percentile. Clint. He's, he's evolving, man. Your boy Clint. Got to give Tom credit on this one. Me and I Luke will give were it off the, the train. We hopped off the train. Tom was the conductor. I mean, he just never he never got off the Clint train. Never. Um, he stuck by Clint the whole time. I, at one point, I was like, you know, he I was a great too. prospect and... We had a nice run, but, you know, it's over. But now, look where we are now. I mean, his defense drastically improved from 2019, where he was just dropping, I mean, easy fly balls. As we said, I think we said it before last season, it was, like, mental errors. Like, those are just not even, like, bad defender plays. Those are just, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it got in your head. He, he got nominated for Gold Glove. How much you value a Gold Glove, I don't know. But it shows that he definitely improved his defense, and, his bat was never a question. Um, he's always been a good hitter. And now, starting left fielder. Oh, man. It's a great day for Tom it really and is. for us. Clint is now my guy, just like Tom. And really, I'm looking at him and saying, I see a 30-plus home run bat. And I mean that. I, I look agree. at him, and, and I, if he plays a full season, I think that is – guaranteed 30 home runs you're looking at a very good defender now and i believe those changes were real i don't think it's a fluke at all and i see a guy that's really going to help us throughout the whole year and the postseason man i mean his his tools are as good as they get honestly i mean you i always say this you can't teach tools and he's got them that's why i stuck with him and you know what? That's a valid point, and that's why I'm all in on on some of our prospects like Luis Medina and Jason Dominguez. Because I say I always say the same thing: you can't teach tools. You can't I mean, teach think about it. Think to, about it. Do that. You can't. Think think about it. You got the legendary bat speed mixed with he's a very strong person, big biceps, big guy, right? He's not he's not <laughs> yeah. that tall, but he's he's muscular muscular shit. So you can tell that he's got pop, and he can run. And he can throw the shit out of the baseball. That's there's pretty nothing, good. There's nothing on the baseball field that he can't do. You know, it would be really fun if, like, we fast forward two or three years and we have an outfield of Dominguez in center, Frazier in left, and Judge in right. Standing at DH, too. That would be pretty lit. I'm not going to lie. That, that, it would that be. And then, like... Probably gonna have like Hicksy as the fourth outfielder, which and just want to say I don't care I don't care about this, but did you guys see that video of Dominguez taking BP? <laughs> yeah, remember first day of spring training. Let's, let's calm I know down. I don't I don't care. It's just funny just because I saw some people shitting on him and I was like, dude, it's just it's a day of bad BP. Yep. God, the heat is already crazy. starting. I'm telling you, if he has a bad slump for just a week to start the year, fans will turn on him. So oh, yeah. So, like, they will turn on him faster than we can imagine. Dominguez you're talking about? Yeah. Yep. They, oh, they're no. going to turn on him so quick. <laughs> Three strikeouts with uh, the Pulaski Yankees, if we even still have them <laughs> as an affiliate. I don't even know what's going on. There has been a lot I of don't changes. Even, I lose track myself, honestly, man. I forget. Whatever we're at now, Somerset, Tampa, wherever we're playing. 
if he has a three strikeout game, there's going to be a lot of hate coming. Uh, and you know, it's just the, it's just a Yankee thing. You know, we have to overreact or something. Yeah, I just 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 rem- remind yourself that he's 18 and like. No, don't use logic. Don't use logic, Tom. We don't do that yeah. here. We're not a lot. Yeah. We're not a logic podcast. Yeah. 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 Uh, logic is nice in this case uh, because he's 18 years old playing against professional baseball players. Yeah. Let, let's cool it. Let's cool it. I got he literally, literally just turned 18. I want to. I want to give you guys. I want to let you guys guess this. Who do you think is my most anticipated prospect right now, aside from Jason Dominguez? Luis Medina. Yeah. I was nope. About to say him. Oh. No. Okay. Um, more guesses. Oswald Peraza. Two, two more guesses, actually. No, not him. Josh. Uh, Austin Wells. Oh yeah, baby. I'm oh all well. In. Okay. I'm all in on Austin Wells. His college numbers were so good. He's looked really nice in spring training and his hey, swing. Cincinnati, you oh. want you want Austin Wells for Luis Castillo? No. Even though I would make that trade, of course, but I'm saying no just because I'm currently in an Austin Wells phase and I'm not trying to get out of that. So sorry, but um, Austin Wells, man, um, he gone. He has a he has a Bryce Harper esque swing to him, and that excites the hell out of me. Imagine that in a short porch, dude. Especially because oh. Bryce Harper is currently our left fielder after we signed him after 2018. Oh, of course. Yeah. Also, fun fact, since you just said that, Austin Wells and Bryce Harper are both from Las Vegas. So, you know. Oh, yeah. So what is with Vegas baseball? Continue. Vegas baseball produces a lot of MLB talent. That's Chris my Bryant, point. Bryce that means Harper. that Austin Wells is going to pan out. Oh, yeah. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Hashtag it's happening. Is he gonna I want a streak see. of first round picks that uh, no offense? Oh well. please, please! I'm so sick and tired of first round picks failing. I I need one to pan out, and I really think it might be him because, I mean, the, no. the thing that excites me the most about him is he's a guy that's gonna move very quickly, like very quickly. Mm-hmm. I I honestly think that if he does well, at least you he you can honestly see him at some point next year. And I mean, that, I think, yeah, I think he's, he's 21. So it's not like this is a high school kid, you know, he's. And re- I think Sanchez is going to play a big role on his timetable. Mm-hmm. So if we get a bad year from Gary and, and Wells, right. it, the question is, does he become an average defender or catcher? If I if he becomes just average, I think that he will have a spot next year if Gary struggles and he's gone. I really mm-hmm. believe that. Damn. I mean, the kid's so advanced for his age, and in a bonus, he can he's very versatile. Like he can play the outfield a little when he needs to. He can play first base. I mean, this ain't a, a regular catcher that's just stuck to one position, which is great. Mm. Yeah. So I just wanted to get out the Austin Wells hype. I, I felt the need to. It's out yeah. there now. It's out please there for break, the world. Please break our streak. Austin, the first round pick. I, I'm actually excited for the draft this year. I, I I heard it's super deep, so that would be nice to see us get a mm-hmm. exciting pick for once that pans out. That'd be that'd yeah. be fun. Especially no. after a draft of like four or five picks only. No, and Damon Oppenheimer is gonna take an undersized shortstop to freaking uh, save some cash. He's, he's a good defender. Around. A good defender though. So okay. I said this already. I'm calling it. Anthony Volpe is randomly gonna break out this year. I'm telling you. I'm feeling it. I hope so. Anthony Siegler, I have no hope for, but I have hope for Volpe for some reason. 
Yeah, we took back-to-back Anthony's. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, the verdict could still be out on some of these guys, but not really loving Sigler right now. But the thing is, like, I'm I'm always a tools guy, and they just never had tools that excited me. But I Mm -hmm. just have a, again, with, with Volpe, I just have a feeling this kid is, has a really good work ethic. He has a good head on his shoulders, and I have a, I just, I can just see him getting bigger, adding some power, and taking that next step. Because really, if he just becomes a good hitter, not a great hitter, with his defense and his general skills, I can see him becoming a very solid major league talent. And worst case, because he probably doesn't have a future here, he can just become a really good trade ship, and that's all I need out of him, quite honestly. Mm. Trade them all. I, don't know, I was just thinking of Blake Rutherford, too, who we traded. Um, yeah, I don't think he panned out for the White Sox either. Another first round pick. Nope. At least, at least if we're gonna draft him early, you know, let's get him out early. If they're not gonna, if they're not gonna pan out, you know, yeah. we got some value back for him. How does yeah. Dame? How does Damon Oppenheimer continue to miss? I'm you would think sure. he would luck into something at one point, like they lucked into Aaron Judge. Get lucky, yeah. But like, uh, was he there when we got Aaron Judge? Yeah, he was there. All right, so that's about it, uh, you know. For the prospect topic. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, don't even get me started. So just move on, just move on. Moving on. Um, yeah. All right, well, another topic I suppose we can discuss would be the bullpen because I'm feeling really good about it, and I'm actually so intrigued to see who gets the last two to three spots. I mean, right now we have Chapman, we have Britton, we have Green. We have O'Day, we have Wilson, definitely Sessa, I would say, but I expect to have an eight-man pen. So, I mean, you're probably looking at least an eight-man pen. I mean, probably, I wouldn't be shocked if we have nine, honestly, but um, who do you think fills out those last few spots? Wisek is going to be there, for sure. Okay. okay. And, then, and then probably, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Warren made it, or if they didn't want to get rid of uh, Abreu. He has no options left. So you may stash Abreu on that last spot. So those are my the two that I think. Uh, Barraclaw is also, you know, a dark horse to make it as well. Okay. Boom. Um, I'm, I'm smart. See. Well, we lost basically Clark Schmidt out of the, any sort of roster conversation. Now yeah, he died. Because of his injury. So it's not going to be him. Um all right, well, let's think of Chapman, Britton. Obviously, those guys are locks. Yep. Um, Michael King, I don't know. I mean, King could he's, make he's it. Starting, yeah, he's starting like the first game. Yeah, I mean, starting tomorrow, let's see how he looks. Uh, I'm not a huge King guy. You know, he had that big season in the minors, but you never know. Uh, King is solid. Weisiger, hopefully he got over his, uh, his fear and... I mean, he came in in the most clutch situation last season, so hopefully he gained some uh, confidence off that. But, yeah, he, again, I've said it for a time. I like his stuff a lot. Uh, he, he hasn't really panned out, and he's not going to be a starter because he had those injury issues. But I always thought he had good stuff, so I'm rooting for him to get a spot in the bullpen. Hopefully he looks good in the spring. Uh, yeah. Is there anyone else I'm forgetting? Any uh, guys? Fair um, Cloud, you said. I, yeah, I mean, me too. if it were up to me, I would go probably with Bearclaw as one of those last three or, um, or two mm-hmm. to three, depending. I would also go with um, 
I don't know if they go Nick Nelson. I, I know they're trying to stretch him out. And if anything, that's more reason for him to make the roster because he can be a long reliever out of the pen anyway. And if he really shows that kind of upside where he can be more than that, then you can adjust as the season moves on and get someone else to be the long man. Because, I mean, they got Chassin. They got um, Michael King, of course. I mean, they have a I lot of guys Chassin. that can I play. Forgot about him. Hmm? I forgot about Chassin. Oh, yeah, Chassin. And honestly, oh, although I don't expect it. You never forget about Julius Chassin. I know. You know what? He was in <laughs> yeah. the back of my mind. I would never let I him mean, escape. I love Chassin. Domingo Herman could still make the roster. I mean, I'm not going to say he is, but I don't. But he can make the bullpen, honestly, if he looked good enough. I mean, I wouldn't rule it out, if I'm being honest. But um, hmm. I guess we're going to have to wait and see. But um, they have a, a lot of options there. And I wouldn't be shocked if any of them, quite honestly. They all make a lot of sense to me for different reasons. Baseball. Yeah, yeah. and really, I don't see a lot of them sticking in, in the bullpen long-term. Like, I, I think a lot of those guys are just going to go in and out. Um, the old and Shuttle. Fashions. Yes, Grant and Shuttle, I was going to say. Yeah. It's Grant and Shuttle. I, yeah. mm-hmm. By sure. the time this season ends, their arms are going to be jello. Oh, absolutely. And I don't mind that. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Scranton throw three out. innings and then get some pack of Scranton for a fresh arm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited to see who else potentially breaks out this year. I, I have a feeling there's going to be a couple breakout guys. I mean, I'm still all in on Nick Nelson. Like I said, I have a good feeling about him. The Yankees do as well. Yankees apparently love him, according to Dan Frederico and a couple other people that have got insight on the Yankees farm system. So, I mean, uh, there's if one reliever breaks out, I think we might have the best bullpen in baseball. Honestly, I think it'll be a, it'll at least be a topic of discussion at that point, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely, because he, mm-hmm. you know, Brendan Green Chapman is just you know a three-headed monster, and yeah. then you know, obviously Wilson's been very consistent for you know a long time. We we know what you're getting with Justin Wilson, and Darren O'Day is no slouch either. He's just he doesn't throw hard, but he's he's made it work for a long time. So so you've got you know five guys there that you know are going to be at least okay, and then you know it's just about route filling it out with like kind of those last few guys. Uh, you know, Sessa's okay as well. So yeah, you got, people forget about Sessa, man. He's not a bad pitcher at all. No, he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. He's not someone I want like in high leverage, but like no. he can give you innings, and you know he's perfectly fine. And uh, yeah, I mean you're just looking for about two more spots to round out the bullpen. And I think Loisaga gets one of those. I'm still so Shout pissed about the Yankees misusing Dessa, man. I'm still so pissed about that last year in the playoffs. They yeah. kept using him in the ninth, uh, like ninth inning for no reason, and then when we needed someone yeah. the next day, nope, unavailable. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It drove just, me nuts. Yeah, they put more trust into Loisaga than they did Sasa, and like, you have yeah, to earn, that was a bad decision. To, you have to earn that trust, man. Loisaga has never earned that trust. No offense, but like, he pitches you're right. Yeah, you're right. He, he looks scared, you know, when he pitches. He does. <laughs> he really, I, I get, I'm on that a lot. He really does have some of the worst body language in baseball. <laughs> Just like, it's like, he looks, he, not only does he look young, he looks scared. He looks like, he looks like he doesn't belong in the league. He looks like he belongs in like 
a high school league or some shit. <laughs> it's like, so bizarre <laughs> because like his hard hit percentage and ex- exit velocity is actually elite, which yeah, is crazy to say. But like he doesn't like. Like there is the peripherals are pretty good, but when you look at it, like expected batting average, expected ERA, it's all bad. But when it comes to just giving up hard contact and having good stuff, and even walk percentage, it's seventieth percentile. I mean, just scared. I just don't get it. It's like the results are there, but the results aren't there. Yeah, it's 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 hard to kind of quantify why this guy, you know. Is what he is, is is such an anomaly. He's just like it. I can't I can't even like explain it. It's like because he'll have he'll have he'll have outings where he looks great. He'll have outings where he looks terrible. And, yeah, uh, yeah. There's not and really an in between. Just looking at the numbers, I mean, his WHIP was actually better than Cessna's in 2020, and he had a 3.52 ERA, which is not bad at all. And he nearly had nine K nine Ks per nine innings on average. I mean, he just fell shy of that. So I mean, he has the stuff to be good. I just don't trust him in high leverage situations at all. That's the thing, because mm. he he seemed to have technically got it done during the regular season, but in the playoffs, I just never felt comfortable remotely when he was on the mound. I mean. Like if they if he if that guy was warming up, I was gonna shit myself. It's like when Mike Ford came to pinch hit, like same feeling. He just doesn't. I still can't believe that. He doesn't have <laughs> Never like. Forget. He doesn't have like that it factor. I know that you can't quantify that in like an analytic. You know who? Like, you know who has that? Davey Garcia has that. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. or like Chad Green even. Chad Green comes in, he like has zero emotion. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I'm just going to throw this basketball by you guys. Sorry. Good luck. Uh, good luck. Uh, but, like, the Weisiga, it's always just, like, he's throwing these two seamers into the righties. And it's just, like, it's pretty much the same. He doesn't look right, usually. He doesn't, like, look. He doesn't have that look, in my opinion, that he's going to, you know, blow three fastballs by you and, you know, give you a death stare. And he has the stuff to do that. The guy throws a hundred. Yeah, it's the it's he's incredibly frustrating because the stuff is there. Like I can see why the Yankees don't want to you know give up on him because there's a lot to like there, uh, in, in terms of stuff. But like it just we're waiting for that breakout. And if unless until he improves his presence, in my opinion, I don't think we're gonna get it. I just I don't think. He's someone that batters are necessarily afraid of. Just, just, I, I don't know. It's like, it's not even like a baseball thing. It's more of just like an, a, a mental thing for me. You know? Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Just, just like, he looks scared. Stop looking scared. Don't be scared. You got, you throw a hundred, buddy. I mean, you don't find guys that are his height that throw as hard as he does. Usually, yeah. I mean, he's not that big. Need some lessons from Kluber on emotion and body language. Yeah, he's yeah. Got, like his spin rates are good too, right? The spin yeah, rates they're, 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 not, they're not elite, but they're good. Yeah, I mean, like you you throw a high spin fastball. I mean, that high velocity, high spin fastball. I mean, you, it's at least above average. It's it's sixty seventh percentile, which is a little above average, but his curve spin is seventy fifth. So I mean. He has good stuff with good velocity. Yeah, just and I think maybe figuring out 
maybe it's a pitch mix issue. Maybe he needs to throw more of one pitch and less of another. I think, you know, this is a big, I think the wise guy is like the ultimate project for uh, Matt Blake. It's like, Matt, we brought you in here because you are an expert in these new school pitching development ways. Help mm-hmm. us develop Jonathan Lewiska into a good reliever, into a bona fide star, star, star reliever, because he does have that potential. I wouldn't give up on him. I know I just took a shit on his body language, but uh, <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't give up on him. Uh, not not yet, at least. I mean, this guy has all the potential in the world to really do something. You know? Yeah. No, I would agree with that. Um. Actually, something funny that I just saw. This I think this is kind of cruel. Austin Wells, he just had to face a Rollis Chapman and Zach Britton as a lefty. Oh no! Oh no! That that that's so unfair. Why do it that is. to the kid? Why do that to the kid? I think they just did that for Chapman and Britton to get their confidence up. Honestly, do we know the yeah. Do we know the results of that? Those at bats? I, I don't actually. I just see a video. Oh, of I it see. Of, I see. He yeah, struck out against Chapman. Okay, I don't blame him. And hit a grounder up the middle for his brain. Oh, really? We'll take yeah. it. We'll take it. I'll take that. I'll take okay, that. Okay, Chapman lefty on lefty is very tough at bad for everyone except Chapman righty on lefty is also yeah. incredibly tough yeah. at bad. You're not. You yep. usually don't hit that guy. Uh, he's incredibly hard. And he's got a splitter now. Yeah. I'll say this. Chapman's splitter actually excites the hell out of me, going to be honest, because... He's the kind of guy, the one thing I got to respect him for, he's not just being stubborn and saying, I have the stuff to be good until I'm in my late 30s, I'm so I'm going to stick with it. No, he's trying to improve still because he knows mm-hmm. the, the velocity is going down a bit. So he understands that there are ways he can still improve. And that's one of them. And I respect that a lot because his splitter was actually, the few times we saw it, it was so nasty. Like if he can actually control that and use it in the right spots, I mean – he can probably take his game to the next level from what we saw last year, honestly. Because that's imagine being at the plate and you're thinking, okay, he's gonna throw a fastball, a changeup, and now you have the splitter in the mix. That's gonna really mess with you as a hitter. Yeah, fastball, slider, splitter. Uh, that is that is very exciting. I, uh, you know, the velocity it's still really good. Obviously, I mean, like his. His worst velocity is better than pretty much every Most other people's best. best. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, even as it's going down a few ticks, he's still throwing, yeah, absolute like, gas. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. His velocity, guess, guess what percentile it is, though? Still in the, like, the 95th, probably. Yeah, I was going to say high 90s. 99th. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, it's just like, yeah. like yeah. come on, like, he's, he's throwing harder than everybody still, and Really, just looking at his peripherals. Oh my! Actually, wait. Actually, that was 2019. He doesn't have one for 2020. Huh? Probably. That's weird. Remember, he had COVID and he got hurt, so he probably True. didn't I log. Mean, I guess he didn't pitch enough. Yeah, he didn't log enough. Uh, but even so, yeah. I'm sure he it was still close. So he was, still it was definitely throwing. 90s. He was still, still throwing. He was still throwing gas. Yeah. So. I wouldn't doubt that at all. So speaking of uh, pitchers throwing gas, Luis Severino is feeling good. He's gonna get yeah. back on on the mound. Uh, if everything goes well next week, he's going to get on the mound. So yeah, we we briefly went over that, but um, I mean, really, with him, I'm just I still like I said earlier in the show, I still consider him that X factor because if he if he is just close to what he should be, 
the Yankees rotation is going to kick everybody's ass in the American League. And it wouldn't be close. It really would not be close. The only team in baseball that would match up at all are some of the NL beasts, like the Dodgers and maybe the Padres. But even if, if things really went right for us, we can even match with them. But that's if things really, really went well. Like, it would it would take Severino to do good and at least one of Kluber and Tyone to make it. Mm. And then if, if that happened, then I would say, yeah, we can compete with any rotation in baseball. Yeah, I mean, like, let's think of just, like, the absolute perfect scenario. Just oh, like, don't do that. Cole's, having, that Cole's having a Cy Young year, right? You got Tyon's, yeah. Tyon's repeating his 2018. Kluber has turned back the clock. He's pitching like Corey Kluber. And you add in Severino, who doesn't look like he, he missed a day after Tommy John. And he's, and he's like, full-on savvy. Like who's starting? Who's starting the second game? Who's starting the third game? Who's starting the fourth game? I mean, that's Monty would be in reserve as your five, and yeah, Mon- he's, and he's probably gonna have an ERA in like the mid to high threes, if I had to guess. Mm. So that's a pretty good fifth starter, dude. Yeah, it's like what the fuck? It's like, wow. It's like, like imagine like in a perfect scenario, honestly, Kluber would probably if if all that were to happen, he'd probably be your number four. Because Severino yeah. has that better stuff and higher upside, and so does Tyone. So technically, Kluber could potentially be your number four starter. To saying that out loud sounds so silly, but in a perfect world, that would happen. That's yeah. pretty. I, I just wanted to think of the uh, the best the best possible scenario. That and, and you know, I'm gonna be honest. I think it's very reasonable reasonable to expect one of one of two, uh, Kluber and Tyone to work out. I think that's very reasonable to think. Yeah. And then Severino, I mean, again, you don't need to have perfect Luis Severino. You just need 70 to 75% of him. And I think coming back from Tommy John, with his stuff, he can be that. So, I mean, is it really crazy to think that the Yankees could have a top two to three rotation in baseball? I really don't think it is that crazy. Yeah, it's just about, uh, you know, the question marks resolve uh, being answered favorably. Yeah. And us. we didn't even talk about the potential of a guy like Davey Garcia breaking out. Mm. Exactly. Like, so that, like, that could very easily happen, too. Yeah, exactly. And and you can't rule out Clark, either. There's a lot of factors in there. I mean, Clark said his velocity has never been higher before. And he compared his elbow injury that to tennis elbow. So, I mean, you're talking something bad. Very insignificant. So really, I don't see this slowing it's down more too much. Just like, it's more of an annoyance than it is. Like it's, a, a, it's an annoyance. A concern. It's like, oh, and we got to remember, like this ain't a sixty-game season. This is one sixty-two. He's got a lot of time to heal up. Yeah. This ain't so, like last year. So I'm not worried. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just build him up, and uh, yeah, and then he'll be going. Yeah, I I wasn't really expecting him to pitch in April for the Yankees anyway, so he can get his uh his little spring training done and then he can join the triple a team and whenever we need a starter he is an option he's on the 40 man so we don't even have to worry about playing that 40 man game that the yankees love to worry about uh you know so it just it feels like uh you know everyone's here if that makes sense like everyone's ready to contribute yeah i like baseball I think so. 
any is, is there uh, any other topic? Uh, I mean, we made some signings. I mean, we brought Gardner back at, you know, like we said, we brought in like Chirinos and Dietrich. Oh yeah, Chirinos. And there's like there's gonna be a big uh, crunch, uh, and it's very exciting. I think I really like the Chirino signing because like we needed a third catcher because Kraft retired. So like. That's, that's a, a big that's, loss. That's a pretty. I'm, gonna miss, I'm actually gonna miss Kraft. I'm not gonna. Me too. Well, I mean, like you know, you, it's inevitable that like one of Gary or Hagee will get banged up, so you're gonna need a third catcher. And and because of Kraft's retirement, we don't have we didn't have uh, a third catcher who was major league ready. Uh, yeah. So now you bring in Chirinos, and you've got you know. You got a a third catcher who isn't far removed from being one of the better catchers in baseball. Dude, you're absolutely right. I think that's a genius signing for the Yankees, if I'm being honest. And I have an interesting question for you, actually. With Gary Sanchez, what do you think his rope is going to look like? Do you think it's a month? Two Mm. months? I mean, I honestly don't know. I I would give him about two months. About, yeah, I think like... If he's not, if he's not, you know, picking it up by like June first, uh, we have an issue. Yeah, if if he's looking anything like he did in 2020, come yeah. June first, he's a, he's done. I, yeah. I don't want to see him start ever again and at that point. Another thing is if he has issues with Cole and when he's catching, which uh, I'm uh, not really should, sold should... on that being a total issue. Me but no. I'm if not it recurs, then you know I start to. To question what's going on there. I don't think it'll happen again, but I'm looking out for that too. And then, I mean, if he's like abysmal hitting, and like just like last year, he just like looks clueless, you know. Like even if he's not getting results and he looks like he's showing some promise spot, but what last year is like, I don't know how much longer like I could take of that. Like at what point do you realize you have to, when do we draw think, the line? Here's the thing I think with uh, Gary, I think we also have to use a bit of the eye test when we watch, you know, his at bats because. Like, what happens, because he does have a history of being incredibly unlucky. Like, mm-hmm. like there are times where he will smoke a ball, and it's just right at people, and he's and he does that for, like, two weeks straight. And uh, that happened in 2019. I remember that. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, so, like, we do have to use the eye test. It's all about, well, if Gary looks like last year's Gary where he can't hit a fastball, then you think about replacing him. But if he looks like but if he looks like twenty nineteen Gary where he's smoking everything and it's just being caught, then you just say, Okay, we we expect that to even out. You know? Yeah. I'm smart. Smart indeed. Do we have any other topics of discussion? Uh did we talk about Glaber's defense? Yes yeah. we did. Okay. I expect that to be good. I don't know if I said that before, but now now we did. Uh, tomorrow's game, uh, yeah. my king, and then but the more exciting game is on Monday when oh, yeah. Tyon and uh, Cole are gonna go yeah. back to back. They're gonna. There's a slight chance out. I'm gonna miss tomorrow's game, but I'm not. Monday I'm totally free, so I know I get to watch the good game. At yeah. Least, so I'm pretty happy yes. about that. And I released my Gary video on Monday. Uh-huh. Oh boy. Boom. So I'm very Dang. excited about that. Uh, See, well, minor announcement. The school oh, dog yes. for the Yes Network changed oh, yes. this year. I just seen that. So. Yes. Wait, what? They changed you the know. score bug. Yeah. Wow. To what? Apparently, it changes once every five years. Um, 
I saw that on Twitter from Dan Rourke. Here, I'll send it to you guys right now if you want to take a look. Uh, I, I like I like the original, not the original one, but the one from, not the one we had last season, but I would say like five years ago, like the 2015 one, you know. Nothing beats the, the 2009 one. Yeah, I, I get used to all of them. I get me used too. to all of them. But like the first week or so, it bothers me so much. Right. It's like, whoa. And then I'm like, what is this? But now, like, this one I got used to. When they first changed it, I was like, the hell is this? And then now I'm used to it. And now I have to adjust to something new. But you know what? I'll get used to it. My initial reaction is not great, but I'll warm up. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll warm up to it. I mean, I have much bigger Yankee issues I got to think about than the score. Oh, yeah. Definitely. We'll see. Oh, fans! Hopefully, that's too. our big, that's our biggest issue this season. Yeah, the score, the score And yes, yeah, fans in the stand, which will be nice. Yeah. We really need some fans in 2021. It'll help the players out, and of course, the, the fans deserve to see these guys back in the stadium again. So I'm pumped to yeah. see this for everybody involved. So um, hopefully that helps the Yankees play to an even higher level, man. Because the reality is, fans take competitiveness to a whole other sector that I can't even imagine. So the thought of the playoffs again with like 50 plus percent capacity, fans screaming in Yankee Stadium, it's it's pretty exciting. I can't I, I can't even lie about that. It's pretty awesome to imagine right now. Yes, the chase for 28 begins tomorrow. I'm very excited. Baseball I is can't back. Wait till we get our opening day Michael K monologue. That's gonna be yep. awesome. Uh, oh yeah, just like we're only sure. we're only just about a month away from uh, yep. opening day. Only a and month. It'll, it'll about. go quick now. We have yeah. games. You know? How many days are in March? Thirty-one. Um. Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess so. All right. So that's a check. Tomorrow's yeah, the twenty-eighth. So. A month and three days from tomorrow is opening day. So we eat bang. Well, guys, this has been fun as always. Do you have anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? Let's go, uh, Yankees. Go, yes. Chase, chase for 28 begins. Let's go. Indeed, it does. Chase for 28. I'm pumped and I'm ready. All right, guys, this has been awesome as always. But until next time, this has been another great episode of the Yankee Center podcast. See you, everybody. Peace. Peace.